0: Oh, no there's another squad attacking welcome to the third party an apex legends podcast hosted by myself shay and joined as always by my co-host henry henry how's it going today very happy to be here shay we've been
1: grinding in the split as people know um and King's Canyon, it's changing on me. I I don't know what to say. It's not the same as Split One. You're
0: the you're the King's Canyon lover, like love it. You are to die for on King's Canyon, and you're you might be starting to change a tune or two. There's Something some frustration. Changed, I, I can tell I you right like now, the it's the same map, Henry. <laughs> some i there was an update, I,
1: changed. I'm telling you. I changed. I changed. <laughs> we changed. I don't know,
0: but still happy outside of King's Canyon, though. We do got a fun episode. Today we're going over the latest news and answering a bunch of questions coming in through Discord. Uh, we're actually going to have a little mailbag going on at the end here. But before we did that, we want to make sure you join our Discord to ask questions for the podcast, chat apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at KirkRudoshay and at HB Burson. The links for all those are in the description. If you want to
1: support the show and participate in the next third-party invitational, we officially have another private lobby tournament on June 4th that will kick off at 12 p.m. PST. We believe that's the best time, as it works really good for everyone last tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, just like before, this is first come, first served. Patreon signups will start in about two weeks. So join now if you want to be the first to know but mm-hmm. definitely uh, keep an ear to the podcast and we'll let you know when the time comes
0: yeah and go check out the latest Patreon poll we've posted on a potential rule change that could be coming to team structure for this tournament, nothing is set in stone but we want to get your guys' opinions on it as we've heard a lot of people uh, voice their own opinions in multiple directions and Henry and I just want to figure out what's best for people, but with that though, let's dive into the news First piece of news, the Unshackled event is now live, and with that, Flashpoint Returns. Uh, here's a little summary of Flashpoint. In Flashpoint, your healing items are removed from the loot pool and replaced by Flashpoint zones. These zones are large areas that heal all legends inside them. If you're looking to restore your health, you're going to have to potentially fight for it instead. Flashpoint is a returning mode, a returning LTM, Henry. Are you fond of Flashpoint? Where do you kind of stand on this LTM specifically? Excited to have it back?
1: I'm excited to have it back. Mm-hmm. Um, the big change this time around is that it's not on Kings Canyon. It's on Olympus. So it's a new map with the same sort of rules. Some of the things that aren't explained in the top line is, number one, there's no rings. Mm-hmm. This is a constantly shrinking game where as soon as you land you know exactly the pinpoint of where the game is going to end Mm -hmm. every single game the game will end on a flashpoint and when the ltm first came out we kind of speculated and heard from developers that this was an attempt to see in those end game situations what was it like to have multiple teams fighting with regenerating yeah. health mm-hmm. and kind of testing out what we thought could be like a team deathmatch sort mm-hmm. of new game mode based around flashpoint so there's a lot of hype around this mode for that reason but more so where the on that final flashpoint care packages drop like crazy yeah. so mm-hmm. you have a lot of care package weapons in this mode it's a very fast mode because everybody is going to be able to heal while in these flashpoints. And if they're not, you can't heal at all unless you're Octane, Watson, Lifeline. So gunfights happen really quick and you're incentivized to make them happen even faster mm-hmm. because if you crack someone or you knock someone, you wanna push it because if not, they'll regenerate their health for free. So it's a fast paced mode. It's a lot of fun. Um, I just won a game of it, which was great. Um, one of the crazy things about the end games is almost everybody has red armor Mm -hmm. um, in the end games because people know exactly where to go so a ton of fights happen on where that final shrink is so there's tons of boxes and because there's no heals people are able to just armor swap Mm -hmm. and level it up quite quickly so there's tons of red armor so pulling out swaps is definitely a big tip but the biggest tip for this mode is because there's no healables. Your inventory is wide open yep. for grenade spam like crazy. On it's crazy. It's crazy. It may be a reason to dislike this mode, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, if you're not taking advantage of those inventory slots with throwables, you're at a major disadvantage.
0: And I mean, the mode's fun. Like, it's it's a total different switch up. You hit it right at the nail on the head. It's fast paced, a lot of action. And you can fight if you want to for the entire game, which you can't say that about, you know, a lot of Apex Legends. How are you feeling about returning LTMs, being our LTMs, like controls rotating yeah. in every so often now. And that's kind of coming back. And this is our first actual, like, limited time mode in a while. And it's not a new one. Um, any disappointment there for you along those lines
1: yeah i mean there's obviously a disappointment in that but better to be happy with something than yeah nothing yeah um the other kind of strange thing about this being a returning mode is that there's no respawn beacons
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you have to use mobile respawn beacons and that's because when this mode came out that was the new item that was being promoted yeah so does seem a little weird like you're going to drop in and maybe if you you only start playing the last few seasons and say well what the heck's going on mm-hmm. here that's a really random thing to do in an LGM? that's the reason that this whole infrastructure for the game mode was designed to teach people to use mobile respawn beacons so i don't know what yeah. do you think
0: i mean Uh, by all means i'd love new original ltms it doesn't seem like the most complicated thing to spend time on for the amount of enjoyment people get out of it at least for a short period of time so i I do wish we had more stuff and like we have a very you know in terms of the grand scheme of apex we have a smaller discord and we got tons of great ideas for ltms so it's all out there the ideas are out there on what people would do doing stuff like dual wielding or not even dual wielding weapons but like doing like matching legends or something doesn't seem like it'd be you know overly crazy to make but it would just be a little bit of you know fun chaos for people but i am still like you said i'm happy to have something you know regardless of it like i'd rather have this than nothing. i'm just wishful thinking in terms of how much time and resources it would take i would have hoped we could have had something original to come along Agreed. Um, outside of the, you know, flashpoint though, we got tons of skins coming with the thematic event: Pathfinder, Crypto, Ralph, Wraith, Ralph, Ralph. What was that? Same, same. Wraith, Valk, um, and then a handful of weapon skins as well. Any of them stand out to you? I know you're not the one to spend money on the game, so I always gotta ask because if one of them does get your get you to pull the trigger, it's normally a big deal over here at the third party. <laughs>
1: If it's not Gibraltar, it's not going (laughs) to even think about getting into my wallet. But these aren't the most uh, stellar skins we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I I do like the aesthetic that they're going for. I think Crypto might be my favorite out of those four mainliners.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're hot on crypto right now. We are um, crypto's fun. We got gray skins, awesome heirloom, yeah. like hands in the pocket when he's skydiving and running. He's a G. He's always looking good. You can't beat the aesthetic of crypto if you're out there uh, trying to play the game for looks. It's hard, and you get to look at yourself in the drone a lot. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's right. Next piece of news, though, we got some Apex Legends mobile news. Over 11 million players have now pre-registered for Apex Legends mobile. All players who have pre-registered will be unlocking the Molten Earth Bloodhound skin. Apex Mobile, the hype is coming. Like people are talking, end of this month, early next month, as the potential U.S. release. We've kind of talked about it at nauseum in the last couple of weeks, but there's a demand for it. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's really exciting. I I am really looking forward mm-hmm. uh, to the release because I think that. It's been very long awaited yeah. to you and I. You know, this has been
0: on. You're talking about mind. when we first started the pot. Like
1: kids you not two years like, ago. There mm-hmm. were shareholder just dis- like discussions that were made public mm-hmm. that oh this is gonna come out a year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. I think the gameplay looks really awesome for a mobile game. Yep. We've talked about it a lot, but it's nice to see yeah. that they're drumming up a lot of tangible hype uh, with these pre-registrations
0: totally Uh, speaking of hype season 12 breaking some more records on Steam peaked at the highest concurrent viewership on Steam in Apex history at 370,000 just over that and had an average concurrent viewer uh, not viewership players of 200,000 people on the Steam platform for a season that people you know maybe weren't incredibly excited about and some people thought it was disappointment a lot of you know ranked drama going around there um people saying other games are doing great fortnite you know no build was really popular for a little bit apex just continues to smash records despite that
1: yeah it's incredible to see i mean honestly we we are big fans of the game we're always trying to be positive and celebrate these wins i'm shocked mm-hmm. um This is the season that Apex typically puts up their numbers, but just haven't really seen the content to drive this. Very similar to how we felt in season eight, yeah. which, you know, these seasons are strange where you have the anniversary event and then a collection event, thematic event. There's a lot of drops of content, Mm -hmm. but nothing that really is shocking and new you know for you and i we think new map that's huge and that did not move the needle as much Mm -hmm. as this season um so it's great to see but definitely puzzling and the only answer that we can you know gather is the timing Mm -hmm. you know the after holiday drop of a free-to-play game like apex is just going to blow up Because it's a lull Mm -hmm. in game releases.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point to make. Uh, Next piece of news, we got some more teasers coming to the game. Leviathans on Stormpoint are gone. There's some bones in the replacement. And in the loading screen for the game, we get the massive roar of what sounds like a big sea monster, potentially. Um, Yeah, Leviathans are by no means small creatures. Do we need to talk about the size of whatever Maybe a took our friends out over there? <laughs>
1: it's a problem. <laughs>
0: it's a it's big a problem. It's serious
1: problem. Um, definitely the biggest threat to the game so far.
0: Yeah. This is, I mean, we're talking about the Leviathans coming into the games, into Kings mm-hmm. Canyon. That was a problem. We got something now that is taking out those Leviathans. That's something else. And it's causing seismic earthquakes as well under the sea based off of other previous teasers. Mm -hmm. Oh man, we got something coming. Big problem. We also had more teasers. We got some images in the command center uh, on the screens of armories, weapon racks, and People are theoretically saying are smart loot bins. That was a data mined item a while back from our guy Shrugtol. that talked about that when you open these, it would cater directly to the player's inventory, giving them something they need. I think you immediately in your head drew the connection of uh, Lifeline's ultimate, kind of, but in a version of a loot bin. We don't know exactly how this will work, but that's where my mind goes as well in terms of line of thinking. It's a really interesting concept that could be introduced into the game, but it, if it does match Lifeline's ult in some way, shape, or form, you got to feel for her again a little bit, getting a little bit of her abilities given away to other people. Yeah,
1: it. it this is a strange thing for me. Yeah. Um, I think the smart loot bins, you know, maybe at first glance that's like a positive, you know more uh, relevant loot is going to speed up the process. Mm -hmm. It's going to make more fights happen. Uh, It's probably going to be a benefit for the game, but at the same time, I'm such a traditional shit. You don't like things changing. It's all good, Everything's fine right now. I play Loba. I don't need (laughs) any loot. So it's not a problem for me. Um, loot uh, loot boxes, not buildings, but now they're saying loot bins. They're the greatest of all time. And Henry's really anti
0: bin. He's really anti
1: randomness and going up to something that I can't see in. So that's why I play Loba.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm a good one to monitor if it's as extreme as it maybe sounds like right now, and the rumors of a lifeline buff are true maybe that lines up and makes some sense as well Um, you know we'll see we'll see with the next season obviously I mean we're pretty close at this point and so we don't have to wait a ton of time to get our answers so no need to go down the rabbit hole right now that's the news though and before we get into some questions here's a quick word from our sponsors did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually
1: protect your privacy that's right Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertiser, your ISP, and other prying eyes.
0: And that's why we use IPVanish. VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. I love being a ghost.
1: You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish.
0: IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners with a free 30 day money back guarantee. So that's just like getting nine months free.
1: It's super easy to use too. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot.
0: So go to ipvanish.com-apex and use promotional code APEX and claim 70% savings on your deal. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H.com dash apex welcome back we got some questions we got a couple five stars to start with but we're going to get into some discord questions today uh, i'll kick us off first one's coming from pathfinder main a five star i love this podcast and it has been very helpful for me i have become so much better and i've even gotten to diamond here's my question since pathfinder pretty much has no passive ability i thought of a pretty balanced one it would be for him to be able to use heels on a zipline what are your thoughts on this and how do you think it would affect the play style of people that use him
1: Great question. thanks so much for listening. I, I think that Pathfinder, like we've said in the past, is in a really solid spot mm-hmm. in terms of power and popularity, which is what we should be looking at. Um, you know, we're in an interesting environment right now with rate and legend balancing, because right now legends don't get balanced unless they have an heirloom coming.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, which is really interesting,
0: you know? It's true. <laughs> I know it's true, but the dude told you that was some great dry humor, man. You got it's me true. good. It's, That's not funny. That's an I actual know, fact. But and it's sad. It's sad. That's why it's funny. It's sad.
1: You're not getting balanced unless you have an heirloom coming. That can't happen forever, obviously. Like at some point, you're going to have to look back at some of the top players and do some balancing. And it's possible that this season, we saw a pretty substantial relative uptick in horizon play. Mm-hmm. Based off of nothing, no in game event, no uh, uh, lore surrounding yeah. her, no update, no balancing, no anything, just kind of a few top line streamers playing her and that mm-hmm. ripple effect, you know, bringing up her pick rate a couple points, which is definitely substantial mm-hmm. and maybe brings the eye to balancing. Pathfinder is in a situation where he doesn't need this kind of attention, but. This sort of balance, for the sake of uniqueness, yeah. a lot like the how side he did grade. massive changes to Lifeline in season five. For this, you know, mentioned side grade. Fine, I think something like this would not break the game, mm-hmm. would not make Pathfinder overpowered. I don't really know if the use case would be that substantial, but it would be fun and would be unique. And I think that's exactly what Pathfinder is looking for. The problem is
0: there's no drive to
1: make it happen.
0: Yeah. And that that's true. Like 100%. It's too bad though because I think they're also in a lose-lose situation. If they add a passive like this that doesn't really do anything except for add some uniqueness and to say they gave him a passive, you'll get people saying, Awesome, they finally gave my boy Pathy a real passive. And then you'll also get people saying like, so they gave him nothing. Like it's this is a no big deal thing. Like the pe- there's a lot of people out there that don't understand the concept of pick great and where a legend stands. They just want their favorite legend to have uniqueness, be cool and be powerful. Um and Pathfinder's yeah, that- been hit for so long and has been unchanged for a while. So it's like People are looking for something. And on the something. flip
1: side of it, mm-hmm. if you give a buff to Pathfinder yeah. without taking anything yeah. away, mm-hmm. then what do the Watson mains say?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, totally. are
1: sitting here at the bottom of mm-hmm. the pick rate. You know, where's our attention? Why are you focusing on Pathfinder? Yeah. So it's a tough situation. And I think based off that, you start to understand why it's now been over a year.
2: Yeah, untouched. Pathfinder hasn't yeah.
1: had a unique passive. Yeah. So next question. Totally. Yep. Coming from Bleg2, another five stars. Hey guys, really like the podcast. I've been playing the game for about 18 months and have struggled to have much success. I found that I'm really good at tactics, but I don't do well in combat. I usually lose 1v1, so I mostly have to rely on my squad to win fights while I get us into a good position. What's your biggest tips for improving my in-combat skills?
0: Great question. wonderful question question. and i I have a pretty similar answer every time so I'll let you follow up after me with maybe something more specific but to anyone that is not feeling great about their aim their combat skills uh all that kind of fun stuff some of the more basic first person shooter concepts not so much the apex legends concepts you just gotta play pubs a lot and play more and shoot as much as possible get in the fights as much as possible i'm not going to say go do an aim trainer or something that's not going to help your in combat ability you just need to start understanding how fights flow and the best way to do that in a br is to take as many fights in as many situations as humanly possible i think uh, our ltms are a great way to do that because you get to in a rapid succession fight through a lot of things uh, i love control for getting used to gunplay and stuff and fights to different combat styles slightly, but you do get the feel of guns really well. Um, I don't know. I go back and forth right now in my head, though, on if I recommend arenas to people for improving their combat. I think there's some good reasons to say you should. I also think there's some cons to say it's a 3v3 environment that doesn't really apply to a BR uh, too well. So feel free to build off of that in any way, shape, or form you want.
1: Well, I agree with a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm going to assume that Bleg is playing a recon legend. That has a lot of diversity in it, Mm -hmm. uh, just because they mentioned that they really care about the positioning. Um, Abilities can definitely make up for a lot of what's lacking in gun skill. So focusing on getting as much value out of knowing your abilities and how to use them is definitely a big tip. The other tip that I like to give to players that don't feel like they're putting up enough damage, getting enough kills, like, they feel like they're lacking on the combat side, shoot more shots. Yeah, totally. If you're carrying 240 rounds, unload. Like, Just keep firing mm-hmm. with everything you got. I mean, obviously we can say R301, Rampage, really good weapons. You should fire your weapon more. Mm-hmm. And the reason is you carry so much ammo Better to use it because you'll replenish it if you win the fight. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the cycle of the BR looter shooter going around, being able to replenish your ammo totally. after a fight. So shoot more shots, you're gonna do more damage, you're gonna be more successful. And I think that's the quickest way to sort of buff your confidence mm-hmm. in combat is just fire more. Yeah. That's how you're gonna get better. And it's gonna that's how you're gonna do damage is by, you know, first shooting more bullets
0: i like that i like that a lot uh, i guess last thing i'll throw on as well you said kind of focus on the abilities to add on to that i would say play a legend feel really confident with one legend we actually don't really recommend maining a legend for people that like play the game for a really long time there's a lot of fun diversity in playing multiple people but for people that are just kind of trying to learn the game and improve playing one person and mastering their abilities to the point where you don't really feel like it feels natural To do everything in their kit at once and know how you use someone you're not focused on when and why you use abilities is a really nice bonus for people that are you know kind of not want to focus more on their combat and gun skill next question though coming from sir simulacrum on discord would you guys ever consider doing a podcast episode with just multiple legend concepts
1: Great question. Um, this is something that we've done in the past, actually. Yes. Um, we've done kind of legend concept episodes for patrons, mm-hmm. uh, for sure, where, you know, everybody guaranteed we talk about it, and that's really fun. Um Do you have any thoughts on this question, Shay? Should we do this?
0: I would love to do a Legend Concept episode. You know I'm itching to do it. I think Mm -hmm. we did it a while back on the Patreon, like you were saying, but doing a public one and doing a style of what we did where we had people vote for a winner and gave out a prize to whoever came up with the best concept might be a cool way to do it. If we can set it up in some way, shape, or form where people can vote on them to get on the show and then we can get some finalists for the show, that could be kind of a fun way to... Get the community totally. interacting and come up with some great ideas.
1: I, I'm all for it. Um, the only thing that might be kind of funny is timing of something like this is kind of Yeah, totally. Because you can't do it coming up to a season mm-hmm. because we're going to be so focused on the next legend. Mm-hmm. Then you can't do it early on in a season because mm-hmm. we're mastering that legend and you know that's the focus. We want to
0: mm-hmm. be New weapons, aware of
1: that. Like And then there's kind of this time maybe right before or right after the split mm-hmm. in the season where we could do some fun legend concept focus. Yeah. Um, but getting that timing perfect mm-hmm. is hard because a lot of times big things do kind of surprise us at the mid-season.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's something we could, we could work on.
0: We'll, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll throw the idea in the list of ideas for sure um, and try and work it in at some point. Uh, yeah, I like it.
1: Next question coming from Kugo can you rate legends and say if they are overrated well rated or underrated
0: hugo this is an interesting concept because we do not really we've never ranked the legends we've never gone through gone one two three four s tier a tier b tier but to maybe do a overrated underrated or well rated is kind of interesting and makes me think a bit about doing like a is this legend balanced? like who are the most balanced legends which we kind of have touched on in the past before, which is an interesting concept. I like the way you're looking at it Pugo and that it's like don't you're, you're not asking for a, a one two, three, four, five list, but a different kind of way to look at all the legends.
1: I'm trying to think about it in my mind mm-hmm. and I think the result of it is maybe a little bit obvious just because I think it's fair to say, the four least popular legends yeah. are underrated. Yeah. Revenant, Crypto, Rampart, Watson—underrated. You mm-hmm. can be very successful with all of them, and so that kind of out of the way. That's probably what you want—is you want to uncover who's underrated, mm-hmm. and then the overrated, the Wraith. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> everybody else, I think, pretty well rated. You know, <laughs> like makes sense to me.
0: And Reavers versus is Wraith, man—the the the, <laughs> the fight that'll never end in the third-party nation. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting concept though at least but i think you're right it would it mirror pick rate pretty well i would think in general um yeah
2: next question coming from galileo galileo that's
1: what i said last time and i felt like it wasn't quite right well i wanted to say galileo 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 you know who you are Galileo. 14.9
0: what 49. would you like to see? In, isn't that their I don't name? No, I just think it's 149 is how I read it. All right.
2: No, I'm sorry, man.
1: Next question. <laughs> no. All right. What would you like to see in the next year on the pod and Apex? I big question. Love
0: this question. This is a big question. Next year on the pod, I don't know. If I've been so busy that I'm gonna be honest with you guys. We haven't thought. I feel like future of the podcast specifically in a while outside of just keeping the good content rolling for you all. Um, I don't know. Do you have any proclamations you want to make for what you want to see on the next year of the pod outside of, I would hope you want to see good content continuing to roll unless you're changing your mind on that. (laughs) I
1: think no big proclamation. I think we're trying to keep our options really open. Um, Our focus right now is to maintain the show continue having fun with it building the community engage with everybody um and focusing on third-party productions Mm -hmm. that's really where we see our future and us being able to go Mm -hmm. full-time in this industry um but like i said keeping our options open you know a lot could change with the podcast in the next year um and i think we're open to a lot of options
0: i think i mean i'll tease out a few things for people that are sticking with us through the mailbag, but I mean, I I think it would be awesome to maybe we're really enjoying the community interaction we're getting out of tournaments, and we're thinking of more ways we can do stuff like that. And um there could be something on Twitch, maybe coming up at least in an experimental form here in a little bit. No guarantees in any way, shape, and form, but just something fun like that would be something to look forward to on the pod. Um, in terms of Apex, though, I'm looking forward to new maps, more legends, all the normal stuff. But what I want and would like to see more communication from the development team and the team over there at Respawn on why they're doing changes, why they're not doing changes, and just everything that's going on over there. It's been under lock and key now for a while since a lot of the team has left, and it's been disappointing uh, as. Big time fans of the game, and I don't think what I would just ask for will happen. If I'm being completely honest, but uh I will just like I put it out there.
1: It was really hard to experience that—the absolute, like catastrophic shift in yeah. developer-player relations uh, when we saw so much turnover with the team. And it's hard for us because we did kind of have an inside ear as to what was going on internally before. Now we don't. But also, one of the big positives of this season and this team is they're doing the community spotlights.: Yeah, totally um, in game. So cool. Not their idea. You know <laughs> that was a grandfathered an idea from the last team. We know that to be an absolute fact. Mm-hmm. And so it's really disappointing to see things kind of fell apart, mm-hmm. that there's not anybody internally pushing the envelope, trying to maintain that respawn standard and that's unfortunate. I think we we all would probably want a change. Yeah. And it's too bad that we lost something without a replacement. Yeah. And even though the game is performing incredibly well, it's too bad that we just kind of gave up on a lot of things that we felt like were were standard totally. and were to be expected.
0: 100%. I agree with you in every way, shape, and form right there. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Last question coming from Jojo on Discord. Blades and Sizzling Zero, if one of your teammates mains bang, should someone run Bloodhound or should everyone use Thermal Sights? Nice little Bangalore question in there. What do you think? Yeah,
1: Um, Can't hurt. It definitely Mm -hmm. can't hurt. I think uh, I I do recommend it. The question maybe is more interesting. Is it necessary? Do you Mm -hmm. have to have that combo in order to get the most out of Bangalore? I don't necessarily think so. No. I think you can run a Bangalore without a bloodhound and maybe even without digi threat mm-hmm. sites I, I, and still be successful. I think
0: it changes how you use her. And at times you may be you know, like, do you smoke yourself to get away? Yes, 100%. Do you smoke on top of other people and push them if nobody on your team has digis or yeah. there's not a bloodhound? probably not so it changes I some of the not. style of how you play bangalore but doesn't mean it's a good thing or a bad thing i think you hit it perfectly by saying it doesn't hurt if you got a bloodhound main sure run with it if you find digis yeah i'm definitely gonna opt to use them if i have a bangalore on my team i opt to use digis generally anyways in case i run into a bangalore i like the site so it doesn't change my personal play style too much but yeah sure give a little nice bump to them one
1: of the biggest uh challenges i think for me and maybe our team recently is there are so many good legends to pick totally it's so difficult you know to say we have a locked in guaranteed bangalore who's the other two is a tough question there's so many contenders that it's hard for me to just say okay if bangalore is locked bloodhound has to be locked as well because there's so many great choices that there's a big opportunity cost. As as mm-hmm. amazing and fun as Bloodhound is, man, it, there's so many fun choices that mm-hmm. I think make the game incredible. Totally. You can pull it off.
0: Yeah, well said. That's going to wrap up today's episode, though. Thank you to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods. Drop a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. I'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today, maybe tomorrow.